to go to Genesis chapter 3. Starting from verse 1, Genesis chapter 3. says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, realized it was, it was not that time, it was not a reptile, it was a beast. So he said unto the woman, Yea, as God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall he touch it, lest he die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. That's the first lie in, on earth that it was expressed. We just want to pray that God bless his own word. You can have a seat.
service might be a little bit different this evening, but uh, I trust that the Lord will just want you to focus on one thing this evening as much as I could. The Lord helping me. And uh, do you love the Lord this evening? Amen. So just uh, if it's a word of God, just say amen. It will help me. Sometimes those kind of messages, just think, oh, wish someone else could teach that or speak on that, but it's me on, on it. Um, so I just want to express what the Word of God says about how the devil, how he likes to beguile, how he likes to seduce. And the Bible continues and says, For God doth know, the serpents continue, For that God, Genesis 3, 5, For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. You can just realize the serpent seed there. It says just she took the, the tree to be desired to make one wise. She took the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. So she gave it to her husband, but she shared it with him. Amen? Amen. Now just go to the word of God again in Matthew 6, 21, 24. Matthew 6, 21, 24. And it says... For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If thereof thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one, and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and Mammon. Amen. You can only have one master. You cannot have two masters. Amen. I would like to give the title this evening, if it was possible, give it the silent invasion that is exposed. Silent invasion exposed. The prophet will tell us and warns us and tell us that Satan hates the whole Bible, but there are two books that he hates the most, is the book of Genesis and the book of Revelation. He says, have you ever noticed that how Satan hates those two books of the Bible more than all others? Through liberal theologians and so scientists, he's always attacking the book of Genesis and the book of Revelation. In both of these books, we find Satan's origin, his awful ways, and his destruction. That is why he attacks them. He hates to be exposed. The devil hates to be exposed. doesn't like to be exposed. doesn't want to like to be found. He wants to do things in a silent way and so that things can be done. But the word of God comes to expose him. And once he's exposed... Is defenseless. Once it's exposed, it cannot do any harm. Amen. And the prophet continues, he hates to be exposed. And in those books, he's exposed for exactly what he is. 
Jesus said about Satan, he has no part in me and I have no part in him. The devil would like to prove that different, but he cannot. So he does all he can to destroy confidence in the word. But when the church, but when the church disbelieves Satan and believes the spiritual revelation of the word, the gate of hell cannot prevail against her. In the exposition of the seven church ages. And another place he says, and if they get a true revelation of the two spirits within the framework of the Christian church, and by God's spirit discern and withstand and the Antichrist spirit, Satan will be powerless before her. Means if you find him, you discern him, you know where he is, you have the revelation of the true word of God, he has no power at all. He cannot act, he have no, he cannot react, he cannot do anything because you have the revelation upon, upon the word of God and you have discerned him, you have discerned his tactics, you have discerned his strategy. And now you have to withstand it. You have to resist it. Once you know the truth and you have to apply the word of God, Satan has no way to act. Amen. He's defenseless. He's powerless. Think about it. Satan who torments Satan who can do different things, he becomes powerless. He has no way to act at all. He says, you will be as definitely trodden today as when Christ withstood his every effort to gain power over him in the desert. Yes, Satan hates revelation. Amen. Satan hates revelation. The prophet will say, and continue to read that quote further in Luke, says sometimes even when he's preaching or when he's about to expose the sickness or anything, you'll see how Satan is even going in the countenance of a person to try because, you know, he doesn't want to be exposed. He doesn't want to go in that area. It happens to us sometimes, whether you like it or not, sometimes you're there and just your face changes <laughs> because something is going to be exposed. Just imagine and think about it. Any strategy of the enemy, no matter how efficient it can be, if it is exposed, it becomes useless. That's why we appreciate the opening of the word of God. Because the word of God, once we have living here, we are not working or we are not living under the ignorance anymore. We have the word of God that is open to us and we know the strategy of the enemy. We know who we are ourselves, amen. We know who we are, we know where we're standing, but we also it has exposed the enemy. Once the word of God is revealed, I say this the opening of the word does two things or three things maybe, but is revealed Jesus Christ who he is, amen. And once Jesus Christ is revealed, we find ourselves in the revelation of Jesus Christ because once he's revealed, the bride is revealed with him, but it also exposes the enemy and his tactic. That's why this Eve cannot fail like the first Eve failed because there we can use using a certain tactic. A certain brother preached one time on the strategies. He can use a certain strategy, but we have the greater strategy of God is the word of God all the time. So I think that Satan had 6,000 years to perfect or maybe yeah, to perfect, I can't say to perfect, but maybe to improve his strategy on how to deceive human beings. He knows how we are made. He knows our five sentences. He knows, he knows how men react, how women react. That's why even the Garden of Eden, he knew how things work. That's why he could come to Eve and try to, to unveil more things on the knowledge, on the wisdom. But... The word of God knows better than him. The same way in the study in the Garden of Eden, the serpent was not a reptile, it was just the most subtle beast of the field. Let's analyze a little bit in the Garden of Eden what he did. He came to Eve. I don't think he came to Eve, as we all know, I don't think he came to Eve just one time. 
He came to Eve multiple times. Came to Eve multiple times, became familiar. They have a conversation. Came there, it was a silent move. He came there and going there slowly and slowly, taking this and speaking to that about different things. And then they came to that subject of the word of God. He says, are you really sure that you cannot eat of any of the fruit or you can eat from every fruit of the garden? And she is there, she replied, of course we cannot. We cannot, if we do, we will die. We, we cannot eat of that tree. We can eat for all the other trees, but for that tree, we cannot, because if we eat from that tree, we will die. Yeah. And she was standing on the word of God. If she could just stay on the word of God from the very beginning to the very end, she would have overcome. She would have overcome. But at that end, she, lied, or she, she listened to the lie of the serpent. Look at the way she responded. The serpent says, the way he responded to the woman. The serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. And you shall be as God, knowing good and evil. The devil deceives Satan through intellectual wisdom. You will know more. You will know more. Entice her through the wisdom. You will know more. You will, you will discover more. You will know good and evil. That, that word emphasized in the prophet, as we, through the message we know, the prophet says there is a different kind of, of wisdom. What Satan was trying to give to Eve was the, the intellectual wisdom. Let me just read it for the background. It says, God is the author of faith. Satan is the author of the wisdom. For God gave his first children his word and told them they must believe. Amen. And put a death separation punishment if they fail to believe it. And Satan comes around and tries to offer to Eve wisdom. You will be wise knowing right from wrong like God. Now to start with you, you write quick that wisdom comes from the devil. That's strange, isn't it? But the truth, wisdom comes from the devil is the author of wisdom. Now, of course, anything that the devil has is a perversion of the original. Sin is a perversion of righteousness. Adultery is the perversion of a legal act. A lie is the perversion of the truth. Amen? It's a perversion of the truth. Now, of course, anything the devil has is a perversion of the original. Says, says, he says, and then says, the wisdom that I want you to get straightened out before we start, there is a wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is to stay with his word. But Satan, in his wisdom, tried to twist the word so that the wisdom I'm speaking of, so that's the wisdom I'm speaking of in the message, the wisdom, wisdom versus faith. It says, there is a certain amount of faith that goes with Satan. I didn't know that there's a certain amount of faith that goes with Satan. So in order to accept Satan, you've got to believe Satan. So there is a perverted faith to a perverted thing. In order to, to, be, to, to accept his lie, it means you have a certain amount of faith to believe what he's trying to give you. And he says, don't know, whatever you are suggesting here seems to look better than what I have. Amen. Just go in that, in that, that channel a little bit. What he's suggesting to you, to your mind, you look that, say, oh, it looks logical. It looks right. It looks, it looks it's real feasible. It looks the way. It looks this. And if you analyze it, your mind looks like it's a good thing, but there is a trap behind it. Yeah. And it says, 
There's a certain amount of faith that goes with Satan and repeating yourself. In order to say that you got to believe Satan, so there is a perverted faith to be a perverted thing. And anything that will try to twist the word of God to make it say something that doesn't, is the wrong spirit. See, offering wisdom against God's wisdom. So we are going to refer to it as wisdom, not Satan's faith. So Genesis 3, 6 is even much clearer about it. It says, when the woman saw the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree to be desired is it to make one, the prophet asked this question, is it to make one have faith? The congregation says, no. Is to make one have knowledge, make one wise. See what it was, Satan preventing knowledge, Satan presenting knowledge, knowledge that was contrary to the word, one to make one wise. So God really, I would like to emphasize the aspect that the devil knew that it would work on Eve, which represented the church. Satan was emphasizing also on a certain part, on the eyes, as the Bible says, when the woman saw the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eye. It was pleasant to the eye. So it was, it was more beautiful. It was more pleasant, more beautiful. And the proverb says, beauty is of the devil always. That's exactly right. And we might get to that a little later on so that find out that we see God can offer and see what it was in heaven and found out what this world vain beauty is and what. And the prophet says again in the message, in the he identified Christ of all ages, he says, Hollywood has took over today even the church and it's a false conception of the devil. Amidst the beauty of the Lord in holiness and power, not in pants and powder and short and everything else that they're trying to wear and do it. It's in the beauty of the holiness and righteousness. So it's not the beauty of the eye that we, should, the eye that we should emphasize on. It should be the beauty of the holiness. It should be the beauty of the righteousness. It should be the beauty of the humility. It should be the beauty of the character. Amen. It should do that well. It should be the real beauty. But sometimes the devil tries to focus on the beauty of the eye, or the, the last of the eye, or the things that we can look at. The prophet will go even further in one message. I think in, in the invasion of the United States, and what I'm taking most of my of my, of my thought this evening, the invasion of the United States, that message that read and just spoke to my heart. It would even better for a, for a, beautiful, a beautiful girl, it would be even better for a beautiful girl, if she can't keep her moral, it would be even better for her if she was ugly than to be beautiful. Because Satan works in the beauty, amen. He works in the beauty, Satan uses beauty. The same old devil that caused Eve to disbelieve, one word and told them to separate themselves from one another and to live different. Each one, the same devil, got among them and brought them together again. Did you get it? And says, Amen. If you did, the prophet is speaking here. He brought them together again on the false union, an act of God against God's plan. What happened? 
How did he do it? The sons of God, the Bible says, Genesis, they saw the daughters of man. The son of God, Seth's children, saw the daughters of man, Ken's children, how pretty they were. How did they do that? They fell for them and they united themselves together again because of beauty and they were fair to look upon. So Satan likes to use the beauty, likes to use what is pleasant to the eyes, likes to focus us on those things. And the Bible says, the man wants to go after what he sees with his eyes. That's where he's deceived. That's where Satan deceived Eve, what she could see. The fruit was pleasant to the eye, but it was death to the soul. The man wants to go what he can see with the eyes, but it can be death to his soul. And the eyes can be the gate where it can bring death to the soul. Amen. So he deceived her by what she could see. Sometimes a bit of deceiving can come to too much of watching, too much of seeing, too much of what is pleasant to the eyes. And it can be a trap for what the devil is using to put the children of God in a backslidden position. Amen. So the prophet will let, will says, Satan will let you see, looking at the unseen, says that about through a human life today, the devil will lead you right into the slaughter pen if he can. He will lead you into confusion. He will, lead you, he will, he will let you see something that looks pretty and looks like it might be so pleasant to the eye when the Holy Spirit is condemning it and is saying not to believe it. Amen. So we should follow the leading of the Holy Spirit always. You cannot follow the leading of the Spirit until the Spirit is in you, in your heart, to lead you. So the, 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 the control tower should not, be, should not be controlled by the sense of the, of the eye, which with the devil he can use all the other senses, but he can use the place we see. He emphasized on the wisdom, but he also emphasized on what is pleasant to the eye. Amen? And he says, don't be controlled by what you can see with the eye. If you have something or you're suffering or something and the eye is trying to tell you something that you have to focus on, you have not, don't focus on what the eye can see, but focus on what the Word of God says. Even though you cannot see it, but claim what the Word of God is saying. Amen. Amen. Satan makes things appealing and makes the way to pretend to know God in education, which is my comment, as an appealing method. We don't need the theology of the message. We need the dynamic of the message. The prophet will say, putting on the whole arm of God, in order to do this, it has, he has to make it very appealing. Reasoning. That's the way Satan does. He's good at the job. He's a good adversary. He makes things appealing. He has to make it appealing to Eve. He said, now look, dear, you know you don't, you don't know what's right and wrong. And you must remember it's the fruit is pleasant to the eye. It will make one wise. And if it isn't that, and the prophet says, oh, if that isn't a good bait... Just get your PhD or LLD, double L, Q, and STD, and something like that. You will be wise. Remember now, that isn't what it is. It's faith in what God does. It. You might have enough degrees to plaster the whole with them and still not know God. You know God by faith. Nothing else. How by faith? Faith in his word. Can you think about it? Just God is expressing, in order to know me, you have to know, you have to know me by faith. It means you have to know me by believing my word. 
Oh Lord, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. Believe my word. You believe my word, you know me more. You believe my word, you know me more. Oh, I want to see you. Yeah, but no, it's not the seeing that is important. It's believing the word of God that is important. Once you believe the word of God, you, are know, you know me more and more. Amen. Oh, the word of God is good. So Satan made it appealing. He still makes it appealing. Now, I'm not belittling anything. I hope you don't get me that. I do... I don't mean it that way, but Satan tries to make theology, education, and appeal. We've been trying to educate the world for 2,000 years and getting worse of that than it ever was. We can't bring people to Christ by education, by denomination. The pastor used to say, Pastor Harold used to say, you cannot pass this message by intellectual. You cannot pass it by intellectual. I'm just paraphrasing. You cannot pass this message intellectually. You cannot pass it by knowledge. You cannot pass it just by studying it. Although you have to study it, but it's not the way you have to pass it. It has to become by personal revelation. It has to become personal experience with personal you and God. Amen. Putting on the whole arm of God, it says, so therefore we know our enemy by his, his attacks. Maybe you didn't get it right the way I said it, but we know our enemy when anyone, any spirit, any person tries to disagree with God's words, remember that's your enemy. That's your enemy, he repeats again. That's your enemy. We know his old attack. That's the one he broke the human race down. That's the way he breaks them down. Yet today, that's the way he gets you away from God is to be disbelieve his word. The only way you can ever stay in fellowship with God and talk to him in the cool of the evening is to stay fortified in the word on both sides. Let the curtain of God's word drop all over you and you'll be a drop, a drop right in the middle of it. That's right. You are fortified. Glory to God. Anything that is against the word of God is the enemy. Don't fear anything, but fear the one who's bringing you away from the word of God. For any circumstance, any situation bringing you away from the word of God, that's the enemy. Anything that is trying to separate you from the word of God, that's the enemy. You are because your place of safety, the place of certainty, the place of assurance, it is behind the word of God all the time. That's what the message comes to do. It comes to reveal to us how to overcome in this most deceitful age of all of them. It's the most deceitful age. But thank be to God, we have the opening of the word of God. Satan is Eden, the prophet says, I will try to bring something to your mind with these scriptures I got written here that will enlighten you to know, make you a better soldier in the field that you are fighting in now to learn the tactics of the enemy. So you can block everything before it gets to you. A Christian, the way in the message, it's not to leave in order something hits you, then you try to react to it. No. Although sometimes it happens, and in most of the time, in many cases, it happens. Oh, I, oh, oh, now you have to deal with it. Now you have to arrive, but it already hit you. But we could if you come to the place where 
You know the tactics of the enemy. You know his strategy. You know where he works. You know how he handles things. You know, and then you say, oh, before he even gets to me, let me prepare myself before he gets to me. Because that's where we have to be. We have to come to the point where we can avoid any punch of the enemy before he gets to us. Amen. That's how we can become an overcoming an invisible bride of Christ in this last age. So to learn the tactics of the enemy so that you can block everything before it gets to you. See, that the main thing is to learn to keep the punches off of you as much as you can. As much as you can. Now, let us look now to this great, for a few minutes, this great sinful day that we are now living in. I don't believe there ever was a day that I've ever read in history. There's been greater days of persecution when the children of God was put to death on every hand. But you see the deceitfulness of the enemy, we've never had a day like this we are now living in. It's the most cunning, deceitful day, the prophet says. When I see that, it brings this, that the Christian has to be more on his toe today than he ever was in every age. Because it's the most deceitful age, he has, he, has, he has improved his strategy, he knows how things work, so we have to be on our toes every day. Not to be fearful, but, but to know where you're standing. You know the word of God. God, is it the word of God? Is it the way I should stay? Amen? Amen. Because we are living in a time of the silent invasion of the enemy. Silent invasion of the enemy. The prophet says the invasion of the United States, but I'm saying it's not only the invasion of the United States, it's the invasion into the church, invasion into the families, invasion into the life of believers. Are you with me this evening? So I'll speak to you like it spoke to me. He has invaded the United States, the prophet says. He couldn't get here through the ministry. So the thing he has done was come into the holy Hollywood out here. He set up his, he set up his headquarters over in Hollywood to explain that, you know, it used to be things used to be in Paris, used to be in Europe. Now they couldn't come into the ministry. The ministry was strong in the United States. He had to go through Hollywood, waiting patiently in Hollywood. And the prophet could locate, as a prophet, he has a high seal, he could locate it, go to Hollywood, and from Hollywood it will be dispersed through the whole world. That's how it's going to be invaded. So that's what he's describing. Yes, it has come into the United States, but it didn't stop in all, it did not stop only the United States. It invaded the United States with the demons' powers, all right. All our fashions come from Paris. They get in Hollywood into the screens. These little girls and little boys and things get out here. They watch them, screen plays, nice little kiddies and fine little fellows, nothing against them. God bless these little hearts. My heart bleeds for them. Our young people today are going through different things that we didn't go years ago. And our heart is bleeding for them. Different things, different things. How can we overcome in this evil age? We have the remedy. We have the word of God. We have something that have exposed the enemy. The prophet said the politics, they were invaded. The politics were already invaded. The political world is gone. Our nation, nation is broke. You remember that Brother Banham said that 
You remember that, that Brother Barnum said that that saved the Lord. Our nation is this, the, the abolished. It will never rise. Make America a great gate, whatever it is. It will never rise. <laughs> She's gone like all the rest of the nations. Get a president up there will try to close whiskey now and have prohibition. See what will happen. He will be shot in two hours after he got in there. Sure, he can't stand it. The whole world is against him, so sure, you couldn't do it. So if you put still your trust in politics, I will tell you, you will be disappointed. Maybe worse, maybe you are deceived. Because it's already gone. There is nothing like, there is no life there. It's already invaded a long time ago. But we are waiting for a city to come. We are waiting for a city where there is no corruption. We are waiting for a city where there is no sickness. We are waiting for a city where there will be joy forever. Amen. This is not our home. We are going to our new home. He has invaded churches. He has invaded seminaries. He has invaded the, ch invaded the churches. He has unstripped our women. He has got a man to a place that you can't tell them nothing. And men and women, I think you say, well, the woman, yes. And you men that should permit your wife to do that, that shows what you are made of out. That exactly, certainly, it's a disgrace. It's a pity. He has invaded the churches, sometimes even the platform. And down to the preacher, the preacher stands in the platform today of a modern pulpit, stands in here with his people before him and preach about every little old thing in the world besides repentance and sin. And the ragged cross of Christ, yes. When you lay the flag down, the people will come to you, will come to hear you in evangelical service. You're trying to get to the thing and preach the gospel, get people repenting, get them right. They'll go up and walk away. They don't have to hear it. No, they don't. But brethren, they're going to have to repent or perish. Yeah. Reading a lot of prophets, but I think it's good to read a prophet sometimes. Just give the backbone to it. He says, he has invaded our schools, demons. You go to the school, he's invaded the schools. Look around over the country today. Look here, you people and Protestants. Look. Four great big Catholic schools and things build up today. Why is it you are letting down the bars? Invading our schools. There is no, school is not a stand-up place anymore. You remember one of the prophets used to, one of our teachers used to say, sometimes our parents have failed and they send the kids to a school. We have to be your parents. And I would say at some point it was true. Sometimes the child was a little bit, and then you send him to school and hey, he becomes a little bit, uh, a little bit in order, you know, sometimes you're going to... But today it becomes the other way around. Because the schools are completely perverted, amen? Completely invaded, completely invaded. There's no standard at all. Says go to a school today and look at that completely. You just ought to know what goes on. Little girls down here in the schools and things like that at the age of 14 and 15, their mommy sent them to school wrecked morally, mentally, top friends, Dope addicts, cigarette buffers, everything else like that. School has started, so we know where we're sending our, our children, but we know that God will be there. Amen. Those schools are completely invaded, so we have to be on our toes. We have to have a responsibility. We have to know that there is a way that we can become overcome in this last age. It says, dope friends, dope addicts, cigarette buffers, and everything else like that. 
What little bitty age and the little children like that, it will be as hard to find a virgin among some of them. It will be to find a needle in a haystack when they have blanket dates with the, bo the boys and stretch on these rivers, bank, and everywhere else. Invasion of the United States. It says, don't be afraid of the Russia. But the invasion of the United States, the devil has took her over. Don't be afraid of Russia. Russia has nothing, nothing to do. We're doing it ourselves. Our own rottenness right among us. That's right. Don't be afraid of the invasion of Russia. The invasion in our homes. The invasions in our schools. The invasion in our system. That's where is the rottenness. Amen. It means the one who deceived the soul. That's why we have to be more careful. Amen. Matthew, Matthew 10 says, Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him that is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. It means the one who deceived the soul by taking a person away from the word of God is the one who have to shine from. Amen. It's the one who have to run away from. Amen. Because he's the one who can only, not only destroy the body, but he can destroy the soul as well. The prophet will give the cause of allowing the invasion to come in so easily. He says, because they've got a little old social gospel standing there where preachers stand and talk about little petty things and little petty stories of the Bible and something like that. Instead of preaching repentance and bringing man and woman to the altar. Are you with me this evening? Her daddy walk in at night and light up his sugar, his, his cigar, take a glass of beer and sit down and drink it. Mother is out through the daytime with a bunch of women in some card party, some social like that. How can you expect the child to do anything else? Look, whatever environment you live in, that's what you are. You take a little bitty girl, a little bitty boy, Put them out here. Let them live with somebody. You take a man. I can take my boy and let him be out for a day with somebody. Let me come in. I can always tell who he is with. Certainly, watch. That environment, that spirit, that spirit catches him. So if you are not careful as in this world that has been completely invaded, if we are not careful, that spirit catches us. That spirit catches us. But we have to stay with the word of God. And I want to go a little bit more detail because the word of God sometimes says, stay with the word of God. But what the word of God says, what does the word of God say that I have to stay with it? Amen. What the word of God says that I have to stay with it. That's the most important thing. Because it says everybody can say, I stay with the word. Oh, I stay with the word of God. But do you follow what the word of God is saying? Invasion of the United States. Here the other day, a certain grocery man in the city walking to me. This woman says, this woman working in this public plant. This young man, young married woman with a bunch of little kids. They got babysitters taking care of the babies. They work in these little public places. I said, there was two of them standing there. When they got laid off at the public work, they said, don't worry. We'll make it anyhow. So we find out 
that we have 30,000 converts in six weeks, and six weeks later, we haven't got one. There is something wrong somewhere. That's right. It's all glamour, putting on the world through television, through radio, through picture shows. And those outlets there has corrupted the nations with the Tommy Roth of Hollywood. That's right. Everything wants to be in big glamour. Isn't that the truth? The congregation says, Amen. You know that's the truth. We don't have any more of the old-fashioned religion we used to have years ago. It's because it's been laid down. We let get, we let get to it just a moment. You'll see. So how these things happen? We let the things down. How does the God come in? We let the bars down. We let down the bars. That's how the gods come in. Amen. Just think about how did the God come in? Because we let down the bars. That's why the God came in. How the sheep go out? We let down the bars. That's why they came out. Oh, they're wondering, how do I have this kind of attitude? Why do I have these things? What are you feeding on? What is, it the, what, what, what is your experience of reading the Bible and praying all the time? It, what, what, what are those? That's where we have to. It's so simple, but that's where it has to be. Because if we don't follow those things, we go down and things come in. The invader is so subtle to take any opportunity to come in. It doesn't take too much. It doesn't take too much. It's just a little small thing that will come, a small habit and small distractions, and you build upon it, you build upon all this just distraction for the eyes, for the entertainment. You just build on it, build on it, build on it, and it takes your time away from God. And, and it lets you further than you thought that you will go. But God is saying here, don't let the invader go further. Once you identify it, put him away right away. The eye is not a coincidence in the Bible. How it will repeat so many times to Eve that it was pleasant to the eye. She saw that the fruit was so good. It was the eyes of them were both opened. I know what it means, and, but there is, I think there is also, a, maybe, this is just me, but maybe I'm the wrong way, but there could be also something that is just so pleasant to the eye that makes the man or the woman to be so much distracted. The eye in the Hebrew says it's a physical eye, it's a mental qualities, or it's a mental spiritual faculties, so it can use on those different things. But we need to be also more careful what actually attracts the eye. You might, as a prophet, this is the quote that actually caught me when it says, all this glamour put on the world through television, through radio, through picture shows, and those outlets there has corrupted this nation with the Tommy Rod of Hollywood. You can say, but I don't have a television. I rarely or barely re- listen to the, to the radio, or I don't go to the picture shows and have different things. But listen to what the statistics are saying today. The dramatic things about science is saying they have Hollywood as more preferences that we can track, that they can track. They know exactly what each person is doing. If they saw the letter Star Wars and what format they saw it, and if they bought a cock and, 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 and junior mint and invited friends, everything is being monitored. Right. It used to be the time where things were just 
broadcast to everybody, but now things are being, are being filtered or things are being tailored, are being designed for every specific person. So every time that you give him an opportunity to go in a certain area, you become a target, and they will follow you in that area that you went in. And I will guarantee you that if he gives you the Christian things, he will not always give you the Christian things. Once you go away from the Christian things, you'll find things pop up, so many things that you didn't even invite you to be, but they have specified, they know what is your desire, they know what he wants, and they will come there very slowly, very silently, but they're invading your area. They're invading your life. They're invading your family. They're invading all, I would say, your time. That's what the enemy is doing this time. And the prophet will say, I don't have time to go there, but there are so many courts. I went through so many courts about television, and I realized that it's not about television as that monitor thing, but it is the spirit behind that television. It is a spirit that perverts our mind. Anything that perverts our mind, perverts the things that you become. Sometimes you, 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 you become, I would say, you become indifferent to the, to the sensitivity of the Holy Ghost. There are certain things, you, you, the first time you look at it, it shocks you. But you look at it two times, three times, two times, oh, it's okay. I can just see that. But it's invading your area little by little, little by little, little by little. But the word of God is coming to say, stop it, amen. That's why the prophet will say, America is people who have to be entertained. They've got too much television in them. But television is something from the outside. He said they have the television in them. You don't send your kids now to the, to, 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 to the picture show. You don't send the kids to the picture show. You don't send the different things. But now he has become so subtle that he becomes in our house to the television. Now he's not in our house anymore. He becomes in our pocket. This area that say, oh, I know, I know, I know where you go, I know, I know. But just think about it so many times. Myself, I'm guilty. I look at it and say, God, I need to hate these things. If I don't hate it, it will take over. If I just sympathize with it, it will take over. And it's not necessarily bad things, but just things that takes you away from God. The things that corrupt our mind. You come out from by the head, repeat it so many times, but it becomes more and more real. You cannot look at certain things and come of that, you feel like I can pray more. No! You look at it and come from it and say, oh no, I, oof, I was planning to go and do certain things, but now I spent two hours and everything. Oh God, I need to start hating these things. That's my purpose for this evening, to bring you to the point where you have to hate that phone. You take it, it's only for what you have to use for useful things. If it's something for distraction, it's something that's putting away from God. Yes. Amen. Says here, what we need is a good, thoroughly cleaning all the way from the pulpit to the genital place through the church of the living God. We've seen too much television, too many programs, too many fancy things. 
But brother Bana, we don't have the television to see too much television. You will see that in a message you repeat so many times, so many times. It's because as a prophet, maybe he didn't know how to call it television, but you could see that we will be looking at too many programs, too many things, fancy things. And if we are not careful, we become lukewarm. If you come to church and listening to the message of the word of God before coming to church, but we have pleasant time of watching so many things and social media and different things, we want to know. Eve wanted to know. It was attractive to know things. It is always attractive even today to know things. Sometimes the things you don't even use for a professional life or anything. What is the benefit of what you oh, just want to learn? You know what happened? You know what? If you could spend more time in reading the Bible, if you could spend more time in prayer for the needs we have in church, if we spend more time, oh God, fill me with your Holy Ghost, spend more time for our young people who have battling different things, we will become an overcoming church. Amen. says, well, what's the matter with a Pentecostal woman? You have seen so much television. You have seen so much of the world, not even of God's word, interests you. Now the Bible says that what the Bible says, that's not me. Now that's the Bible. Listen what the researchers have saying. Americans, I'm taking American. Americans now spend more time on their phones and tablets than they do watching TV. So TV is not the problem anymore. I don't think the prophet is an eye of the prophet. The thing that is not going to be a problem in our time, that's what is being emphasizing on. No. It's emphasizing the things that people are watching more on the phones, the tablet, there's a spirit behind it. That's why the prophet says, every time says, and at some point it sounded as a strange I think I'll read that. The church that used to do didn't believe in picture shows. They wouldn't let their children go to picture show. They would shun picture show. And today, why they even have they have the picture show in their own house? Every house has a television. That's a strong statement from a prophet. Every house has a television. We don't have a television, but every house has a television. <laughs> Because every house has something of the same spirit of the television right with you. Because that's why I say every house is television. It becomes, I use that as well for my kids sometimes. I'm doing so, but I don't have time. I don't think I will go there. There are many times oh, they're busy and I'm mean, busy and everything. Oh, the easiest things, give them a television. They're not distracted. They just watch and everything. And after that, oh God, I'm just sacrificing my own kids there. But now it's because, oh God, help me. That's not the easy. Now monitor the things they watch. The Proverbs say many times, because they're preparing their minds for the thing that will come later. They're little cutie, they're little kids, they're preparing them, destroying their minds, they're invading their minds. It's a silent invasion. But that silent invasion, thanks be to God, it has been exposed. Because in this exodus, the same way that it was in the first exodus, we are not going to leave our kids behind. We will go with them 
this. That's why we're going to stand for the word of God. It says, like a great monster, a great blackness. If you understand what I'm speaking out in the spirit, a monster has got them grabbed. They just can't get away from it. Too much Hollywood, too much television, too much nonsense. Everything we got is polluted. And no wonder if the work isn't cut short for the elected's sake, there will be no flesh saved. Television is included as one of the sources of this perversion and great blackness. What, is, what the people are saying, the researchers, the prophet will say, at some point it was doing the, it says, you see how the kids, the, the children, they found in the statistics, the children, the children who have mental deficiency, most of them are those who are television watchers. They have mental deficiency, and they have, they, they, those, the kids they have those problems. And it was not, we say, oh, well, but it's the spirit behind it. Now the same researcher going further saying, absolutely, social media application is more addictive than television. Television is a passive activity. All you do is sit there and watch. There can be some addictive behavior associated with, with binge, binge watching, I guess that's how you call it. There is always an end. The season is over and sometimes the show is over, so it stops. Addiction don't strive well on things that stop. Although it is activity, but you know, I, I, I waiting, so you're waiting for that series when it will come. Oh, I wait for that. And it will come on your mind, waiting for that series that will come more than having your mind on the Word of God. And the researcher says, social media is interactive and just keeps on going on. However, there is always something new to say and read. It can be very immersive for the user. So it's more addictive than television. Oh, may God help us. The leadership, the prophet says, what happened to you, church? You've seen so much television, so much things of the world. It's so easy for your old Adam nature to drift into that, to act like the rest of them. The more you watch, the more things, it's so easy for the old Adam nature to drift slowly into that and to act like the rest of them. How we can understand how I start wearing these, these things that's revealing and Oh, because in your mind somewhere you watch something and the old Adam and Eve nature is drifting towards that thing. Oh, may God help us. Invasion of the United States. It's the devil. It's the devil. The invasion. It swept into this nation like a roaring lion. It set himself down here in the best place they had in Hollywood. He said, I can get the movies here until the television comes on down. Get them. He sit down here. The church people, instead of shutting down the shows and letting, not letting their children go, they give them 10 cents on a Sunday afternoon and send them down there. So they could have a little social card party, be out to themselves and ride around. What a disgrace. Now they just turn the television on and watch all the dirty, rotten Tommy Rod there in the world on it. Oh, it's rotten stuff. 
So just preparing this message, and I came across again, Tommy Roth. They're just putting in the BBC there. Oh, the first time. Uh, Pepe Pig, oh, Pepe Pig. <laughs> Those were kids, you know, Pepe Pig or something. Yeah, Pepe Pig, I think. It's something I watched the kids. Pepe Pig has just put one character who's homo in their kids. Oh, then it was things on the news. You see what? Things that come so slowly, so educational. Now, even to the level of the kids, they put those homosexual things just invading slowly, 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 slowly. But we have to stand with the word of God. We have to stand with the word of God. Don't have time, but just want to. So many things. Huh? I want to finish with this thought so that um, Numbers 13, 17, 20. Moses sent them to spy out to the land of Canaan and said unto them, Brother, I didn't give you that, but Numbers 13, 17. says, Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and got up in the mountain. And see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak and few or many, that the land is that they, that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad. What city is that they, that they dwell in, where in tents or in strongholds? What the land is, what it be fat or lean, whether there be woods therein or not. And ye be of good courage and bring of the fruits of the land. Now the time was the time of the first striped grapes. Why I'm reading this thread because Moses sent them to say, you know, go in that land. It's now, the enemy is invading, but we have also a responsibility to go and possess our land. So he's telling them, go in that land, check out the land, see if it's good or bad. See how the people who live there, how strong, how weak they are. Look at all the details, see all the different things, see how they... Because as a spy, you go there, you have to find out there. The prophet says, in every land there are spies. We have spies here. The enemies, they spy. We have all the spies. But we also have to play, we can play the role of the spies for the enemy. So go and find all the things that you find there. And come and give us a report. I don't believe my message will stay just there if I don't too touch this part. Because I don't want to create only fear. But I want you to say... We know what is in that land. We know what is in this land. We know the challenges that we have in this land. But we are more than overcomer. We are more than overcomer if we stay with the word of God. If we stay and say, no matter how big they are, Lord, I'm going to dedicate myself with the word of God. I'm going to invest myself the time for you. I'm going to put the elementary things of praying and reading the Bible all the time. I'm going to keep my mind on the word of God. I'm going to invest on my children for to give them the right thing. Not just give them the, the old things of the right, the rotten things of the world. There is hope of a victory because this eve of the last age cannot be Overcome, amen. Musicians can come. We'll call that another time. But uh, do you love the Lord?
As a Christian, we have to be strong. The prophet, as he's preaching, I was telling to the prophet, but why do you always repeat those things? He says, it's my responsibility to repeat those things. So responsibility to touch that because it, the enemy is there to steal our time, is there to steal our dedication, is there to steal our commitment to God, is there to steal our mind, is there to steal our consecration. But now we have to stay with the word of God. Amen. Do you love the Lord? Amen. Praise be to God. I have decided to follow Jesus. John, help me with that. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Don't let go with me.